broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hello and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Chattanooga Business Radio. I'm your host today, Ryan Redhawk McPherson, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be broadcasting from the beautiful Hamilton County Business Development Center here on the North Shore downtown Chattanooga. We have a very interesting and thought-provoking guest lineup in studio for you here today. But first, let's remind our listeners to make sure you're following us on Twitter at Business Radio X. Today, we're using the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan Redhawk. Uh, make sure you're also connected on Facebook. Uh, there, you will see all the photos from our in-studio guest here today. And now, it's my distinct pleasure to introduce two gentlemen to the Chattanooga Business Radio studios that will uh, be changing the world here in Chattanooga, and we're going to find out how they're doing so. So first, let's say hello to Paul, uh, and you are with Audience Point, right? That's correct. Thanks for having us. All right. Uh, tell us just briefly about Audience Point and how you're serving your market. So Audience Point is uh, based around email marketing, and the idea is instead of sending an email at the exact same time, we individualize it for each individual subscriber. So it may be not such a big deal when you're sending to 100 people, but when you've got a million or 5 million or 10 million, or or some of the customers we're hitting right now where we're talking in the hundreds of millions, uh, that becomes a huge uh, nightmare in terms of logistics, Hmm. managing that kind of data. Uh, so, uh, it, so the idea is instead of sending out an email saying save 20% on deck chairs all at 10 a.m., each person, Ryan, you would get yours at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. and I would get mine at 3 p.m. And then, you know, the idea is uh, if the email comes in when you're online, you're about 25% more likely to open it. Okay, so you're able to custom tailor an email campaign based on the industry and the individual who be reading that email. That's absolutely right. Well, wow, we look forward to hearing more about that and uh, your thoughts on Chattanooga here in just a few moments. So please stay right there as we turn our attention to our uh, leadoff interview, Jonathan Sussman with Adagio Music. Hello, Jonathan. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Tell us about Adagio Music, please. Yeah, Adagio Music is a music technology company that kind of was born out of uh, my desire to create a music resource center here in Chattanooga. And we thought, well, how can we leverage our gigabit connectivity for that? And uh, I am a musician. I'm a drummer. Um, I guess I shouldn't say I'm a musician. I'm a drummer. You play drums, uh, right? right. Um, and I wanted a uh, tool that would allow me to go into a preset rehearsal space and record my rehearsal with my friends and, and go home and be able to mute my drums out and play alongside the same guys that I was playing along with or mute them out and listen to how I played to make sure that I liked what I was doing. Uh, and shortly after that, Mozilla came to Chattanooga and they were promoting their Gigabit Community Fund grant. Uh, and it was based on education. And at that same time, there was also a 48-hour launch that the company lab was hosting here. And they had uh, asked me to be a part of that because it was a teaching edition. And they thought, well, what if you took that technology and you used it and applied it towards music education? And I thought, well, that's not only more important, but it's, it's, it's more relevant. And, there, and it kind of increases our breadth of uh, scope you know, for, for the company. And so we uh, created what looks like basically an online recording studio mm-hmm. uh, and an online mixing studio that's very easy for people to use. And you don't have those barriers to entry like expensive hardware, software combinations like Pro Tools, Ableton Live, those things, which are great programs, but they require a lot of money. And if you're a student that is just getting into music or just you know, performing or mixing or whatever, you, you don't have that. You know? And we want to make it accessible to, uh, to all sorts of folks. And so we created this online audio mixer. And the idea was that, let's say there's a person that's learning 
Tchaikovsky's Fifth. Well, there's a very intricate play between French horns and, and, and viola at the beginning of that. What if that student, you know, their first lesson is, okay, I want you to solo out, meaning you just hear the French horn and you just hear the viola playing together. Now, and, and let's say our student's a viola player. So then they say, okay, now I want you to mute out the viola and play alongside the French horn part that, you know, you've already learned beforehand, of course. Uh, you play alongside that, and then your teacher is able to access that recording. Uh, you can just record it off your phone, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not going for a studio quality sound here. It's just lessening. Uh, so, so they, you know, the, the teacher can listen to it and say, okay, your phrasing sounds a little muddled in this part, so forth, so on. Um, and there's a real interaction now between the teacher and student that wasn't there before, and it encourages independent learning for musicians uh, or aspiring musicians who, you know, once they leave the band room, and I know this from personal experience, once you leave the band room, you're, you're done, you, you leave, and you don't have those people to play alongside with. Well, what if you can? Uh, and it really encourages those students that have that kind of knack towards playing music uh, to, to be able to do that from their own home uh, and encourage their growth and their development as a musician. And so we did that, um, and then we won the 48-hour launch with our idea, and then we won the Gigabit Community Fund. Congratulations on both of those. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. That was pretty amazing. Um, we used all the funds from the Gigabit uh, Community Fund to build out our first prototype, which was that mixing uh, tool. And we were invited uh, to London last year for MozFest, Mozilla's festival there. And we demoed it there and uh, had just incredible response from everybody that was there uh, and people from all over the world. Um, and uh, shortly after that, um, we came back, and, uh, or I came back, and then was asked to go demo it for the U.S. Ignite Application Summit in Washington, D.C., and we... We demoed it there, and we're actually named by one of the uh, top, top guys at US Ignite as uh, one of the apps to watch during that conference, which was really, really cool. And um, so then after that, uh, we were a part of this thing called Gig Hacks, which was hosted here in Chattanooga in the library. And we didn't win that, but what we did win was a spot in Gig Tank this past summer. And uh, so we went through that Gig Tank, um, which is uh, roughly three months, uh, very intensive kind of business model development uh, which made us look at and kind of <laughs> to, to decide this was our model, tear that down and build a new one, and then tear that down and build a new one and so forth until we felt like we had something that we really liked. Um, out of that also sprang this, um, this kind of collaborative social music experience for musicians all over the world. So let's, let's say you're a great singer-songwriter in Indiana, but you don't have a lot of great musicians around you. I always say Indiana. It's nothing against Indiana. <laughs> right. Um, Anyway, so you don't have any you know, great musicians around you. Well, you can outsource that. So you can put up your vocal track and your guitar track, and then you can get drummers. You can almost audition drummers from all over the country. And so we had that idea, which was called Booth.fm. And um, now we are at the point where we are just waiting on the funding to help build that out. We are working with um, UNC uh, Greensboro. They are actually doing a bio music study where they want to be able to take the sounds of for example, bonobos monkeys in Vietnam uh, or humpback whales, and they want their STEM students here to be able to access those files and manipulate them uh, in a recording mixing style to where they can really study kind of pattern recognition of how these animals are talking and see if there's any kind of you know, patterns in between different animals and how they talk and let the kids kind of play with that and create music out of that. While at the same time, they're learning, you know, about those, those animals. And so that's kind of where we are now, mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of our you know, start to finish story and 
That's a good one. No, it sounds like yeah. you're the right man at the right time, doing yeah. the right thing for musicians and technology alike. Right. Because yeah. that's, uh, so your background, uh, is it, other than being a drummer, are you a, a technology guy at heart, I guess? No, not at all. I, I really wasn't. Um, I mean, I love technology and I love what it's doing for our, our world uh, and, and to a certain extent. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to watch play out. But um, no, I wasn't. I was a drummer with an idea. Okay. But um, the but fact yeah, why you? I mean, how is it? Well, it, this is probably an idea that has been kicked around by many people. But you actually put it to uh, to paper and then to results. Yeah. Um. You know, I I don't like to just kind of sit around. Um. And so I I wanted to chase it down, and I was really working uh, pretty pretty strongly on this music resource center, and this adagio was kind of a piece of that at the time. Um. And then uh, be kind of became more important, I guess, than the Music Resource mm -hmm. Center, which mm -hmm. is funded and it's now happening as a, an organization called Soundcore here in Chattanooga. But um, this idea was what kind of came out of it. I, I don't know, you know, why me, honestly. Um, I think that I am lucky enough to be in a city like Chattanooga that yeah. has people here that can help connect people like me with ideas to the people that can see those ideas through, you know, to, to an actual product. And... Um, you know, I think it was just good timing and moving back here. Mm -hmm. what, what were some of the benefits from your perspective of being part of the gig tank this past summer? Oh, I mean, you know, name them. Um, <laughs> the, the mentors that you get to be around, uh, we were incredibly lucky to uh, have some of the top business leaders in, in Chattanooga and beyond kind of here to help us through this business model development and really having to sit down and focus on it and like I said, you know, come up with an idea, tear it up, throw it away, come right. up with a new idea. Um, I and think, not get discouraged along the way and continue oh no, get, to chase that dream. Oh, no, get just no, get discouraged uh, every point along the way. Um, but understanding that that, you know, if you're discouraged, it's only going to lead. You hope that it's only going to lead to something that's going to be better. Um, right. And. and and kind of having to tear down the model and rebuild it is a, is a positive thing. Right. And those who, for those who may have joined us late, we're talking with Jonathan Sussman. Uh, he is the founder of Adagio Music. Uh, what's in the name Adagio? Tell our listeners what that yeah. is. All about. Uh, Adagio in music means slow and steady. And uh, during the 48-hour launch, we, that's another great thing, honestly, is going through the 48-hour launch, you're connected with designers and branders and you know, some really, really intelligent marketing minds that... That were able to kind of break down uh, different names, and they came up with the name Adagio. Honestly, interesting. So yeah, it, it fits the business. And so if uh, listeners want to go research more about it, it's Adagio. I spell A D A G I O dot I S. Yeah, Adagio is Adagio is dot I S. So go check it out there. Um, and so the gig tank uh, in 2015 probably a highlight for you. Absolutely. Anything you're looking forward to in 2016 with Adagio Music? Yeah, if we uh, if we get this grant um, for Booth uh, FM, right? right for for that um, recording the sounds of Bonobos Monkeys is mm -hmm. the exact same as recording that viola player I was talking about earlier. And so um, by working with them, we'll also be able to kind of de develop our platform out even further to you know extend that out to a, to a different audience. Mm -hmm. um, how are you yeah. currently getting the word out to people that this uh, adagio is out there for people to utilize? Oh, Business Radio X. Um, <laughs> All right, um, good answer. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just did a talk at the uh, Will This Float that they had last week. And um, honestly, I'm a firm believer in, you know, not, not just running out of the gate when you're not ready. Mm -hmm. And so we are kind of letting it out there and we're working with different people in the community. But um, 
you know, as far as how we're letting it out, just a lot of word of mouth right now. Interesting. And uh, you'll see it grow in 2016 once people get out there. It's all cloud-based technology. What's the Correct. secret sauce behind it? Is it the software? Yeah, so that's it, the deal, yeah. is that because of our gigabit infrastructure here in Chattanooga and our having lived in that infrastructure for a while, we've been able to play with it enough to where you don't have compressed audio. Um, you have, you know, extremely high quality audio with low latency. Um, and so a lot of the, the secret sauce or the magic happens in our back end and mm -hmm. our platform. Um, to where when you're, you know, moving a fader on the uh, on your desktop, um, it's in real time and you can hear the effect in real time. And so, you know, really using our our strong back end here in Chattanooga is kind of our secret sauce. Yeah, very good. And what about uh, is there any other team uh, members over there with you or is it you? Just yeah, like, yeah, the, absolutely. Uh, um, the idea actually came up uh, between a conversation between myself and a, a girl named Emily Kate Boyd, who's a fantastic singer songwriter in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> And uh, then we met up with Dr. Craig Tannis, uh, who is with the uh, uh, computer science department at UTC, and then Alfonso Gomez, who is an incredible UI UX developer. Uh, so the three of us, Craig, Alfonso, and myself, um, are, have been the ones that have really been working on building the technology. So, yeah. So it sounds like you're the right guy, but most importantly, Chattanooga is the right city. That's right. Uh, from your perspective, tell, tell what are some of the advantages of being there, other than the uh, you know, amazing, super fast world-class internet? Um, I think that it's the lifestyle and the culture around it. Um, and I think that you have some pretty incredible people here in Chattanooga that have done things like developing our waterfront out into, you know, turning us from one of the dirtiest cities, the Cronkite, you know, that you hear <laughs> one of the dirtiest cities in America in the 70s to, you know, being the great, you know, clean outdoor activity. So you have those same people that helped kind of make those things happen now, focusing their attention on this, this back, you know, background, this, this, High high speed infrastructure, yeah. um, and so you have just great minds here, and we also are very lucky to have some incredible foundations in Chattanooga uh, that are you know very willing to help you know fund and see these things through. And then you have, of course, EPB. I mean, what an incredible organization, municipal organization that provides high speed internet to. Right. everybody regardless of who you are yeah. where you are so right so uh oh very good so we wish you much success going forward in 2016 with adagio and adagio.is tell our you, listeners Ryan. how else they can connect with you or find you uh, out there on the internet sure so twitter is at adagio is adagio is um facebook is uh forward slash adagio is um you know you can look me up facebook.com forward slash jonathan sussman uh I, you know Yep. If you want Jonathan to join your band as a drummer, you know, he's available out there. What kind of music do you like? Uh, I love all types of music. Honestly, I have played everything from jazz to pop country to I was in a reggae band for four years. So that, I always find some people just, you know, hook onto one kind of niche music and they stay there. And I, I kind of adopt well, I, your philosophy. Just, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, have a, a love for all music. Well, I lived in Nashville for seven years. So country and, music and performed a lot. Right. There. Right. Well, I performed there a lot and I realized that you have to be, uh, you know, kind of flexible when it comes yeah. to your styles. So. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. Again, thank if we you. can help you out here at Business Radio X, further your mission over there, let us know and uh, come on back in, uh, next Absolutely. time and uh, share some good news again with us in 2016. Thanks. All right. Before we get to our next guest, let's remind our listeners about the Chattanooga International Business Council. You can learn and connect there. It's a great advocate and resource for international business that provides a culturally diverse forum for organizations, leaders, and communities. Uh, so for more information, you can find them on Twitter at Chattanooga IBC, hashtag Chattanooga IBC, or go to the Chattanooga Chamber, uh, dot com for more information. All right. And without further ado, it's time for our headliner. 
here today. He is the uh, the man at Audience Point, uh, co-founder, which is uh, Paul Schreiner. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having us. All right. So Audience Points, like we talked at the top of the show, is a great way to dial in your email campaign. Right. Uh, what was the uh, kind of start behind this? Take us back to the very uh, beginning. You know, I think like uh, any good idea, maybe that's not fair to say good ideas don't come out of pain, but for us, the idea came out of, of pain. I was, uh, uh, I was on staff uh, with a ministry in Washington State called Young Life. Okay. Yeah. Very familiar. National organization. Yeah. Yep. Right. And uh, I was the area director on the Olympic Peninsula. And the Olympic Peninsula, just a little quick background, is the least churched county in the United States. No, I had no idea. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> and so small town, uh, least church county, it made raising a budget almost impossible. Right. And so uh, I had to build a better mousetrap. And uh, so I kind of uh, gravitated towards uh, Facebook, Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, those were really new technologies at the time. Uh, but email as well. So I emailed uh, my business partner, uh, my now business partner, Andy. And I said, hey, can you give to, 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 to Young Life to keep us moving? And he said, and I heard nothing back. So I, I called him the next day and I said, hey, Andy, would you give? And he's like, yeah, send me an email. Send you an email? He goes, yeah. I said, I did. <laughs> yeah, right. I said it. <laughs> I sent it at 11 o'clock last night. He's yeah. like, well, that's 2 a.m. here. Uh huh. And I was like, huh. So he, he scrolls up and down. He's like, oh, here it is. He's like, Paul, I'm sorry. I get 300 messages a day, right. minimum. Like you're, you're finding your signal within all of that noise, impossible. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm happy to give, but I just didn't know. Yeah. And so, so he says, and I said, well, he goes, Paul, I don't know what to tell you. You're smart. You're a technologist. Use technology. Fix this. Right, and so I went, huh? So you know, there's those 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 uh, uh, gears spinning in your brain, and you're, how do we do this? And then, and then it hits me, right? Like yeah. if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Right? If the stream of social media or email is whizzing past you and uh, a, a nugget of goodness flies there, but you're not there to see it, did it really go past? Right? right. And so, so the same kind of concept around email, like. We can know when people open. That's that's pretty easy. That's yeah. been around for a long time. You embed a a, a small image. A, we call it a pixel mm -hmm. in the industry. It's, mm -hmm. it's a transparent image. When it loads, uh, it, it sends a message back to the server that says, "Hey, I'm loaded." Right, and it, and it marks the time and who right. did it. Yeah. Right. So that's we have that information available. So we just so so yeah. <laughs> you know, Paul Nerd writes a little <laughs> script that pulls down the the pixel that you know that that information, and I and I do a little thing and. I, so a couple of weeks later, uh, I say, hey, I, I called Andy back and he was like, and he's in Chattanooga. Yeah. And he's like, hey, uh, what's up, Paul? And I was like, I got to show you something. He's like, whoa, this is really cool, right? Because it gave us the ability to no longer, you know, to a list. My list at the time was like 200 people. Yep. But instead of him getting his email at uh, 2 a.m., me sending at 11 p.m., it shows up at 9 a.m., right, yeah. for him. So as soon as he gets into work, boom, it shows up. And here's the thing, it's based on his historic patterns. Right. So when he opens email at 9 a.m., boom, it's there, right? Yeah. Like it's, top of mind, yes. right in front of him. Yes. Uh, what are some of these data points that you plug into this method right. to find out each individual person's click, uh, you know, most likely time to click? So we pull open, right? So that, that open is off the, the pixel. There's a thing called link wrapping, right? Where, where uh, you, we would wrap a link, and so you click on the link, and again, a message goes back to the server that says, hey, uh, Ryan clicked on this link. So again, we merge those two things together. I see. And then what we have is we have this uh, piece of the technology called the global data pool. Uh, patent pending, we'll make that word up. Uh, okay. You know, it's uh, whatever. But the idea here is that we've got this 
data pool that's growing over time. Every time we add a customer into it, they benefit from that. We have a large uh, uh, customer. Uh, it's an automotive OEM. You may have driven this to work today. I, I probably did. Yes, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> and so they have what's called a welcome series. And a welcome series in email, it says, it's your first opportunity to say, hey, we're so glad you're here. Yep. Welcome to the family. So the, the way this works is you go to the dealership, you buy the car, they send you an email saying, welcome to the family. The second email says, hey, make sure you service your car every 90 days, right? And then the third email says, buy floor mats, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they're, and, and they're trying to engage. The thing is about the welcome series, this is the most important time to engage because you as, an, as a subscriber, as a recipient of that email, that's when you're most likely to update information, correct addresses, email addresses, all that stuff, and buy. Yeah. So this company comes to us and they say, we'd like to optimize our welcome series. Great, sounds like a fantastic plan. Well, because it's a, a new purchaser, we have no data on them. They, there's no history of data for those people. They just bought a car. It's not like there's this volume of history, but we do have this global data pool. So they bring their list in every single day and it's like four or five different emails every day. And it says, when's the best time to send to each one of these people? Like, and, and we're blind, we don't, we don't know. Yeah. But here's the thing, and this is where it gets crazy fun, good, awesome, right? It um, increased their open rates by about 40%, four zero. That's not trivial, right? Mm -hmm. When you're talking about the most or, or one of the most important series in email, like that's crazy good. Here's the thing. If you open one message in a welcome series, you're 40% more likely to engage in future emails from that, from that brand. 40% mm -hmm. more likely. If you open more than one, so two or more emails in that series, you're 70% more likely. It's Boolean. Yes. And so it becomes this thing where it's like, you would have lost all of that lifetime value of that customer. Now you can add it back to the list. I mean, from a format, like, you know, we're, we're always trying to figure out, well, how much is this thing worth? Mm -hmm. did, did this series make money or did it not make money? You know, we're, we're always justifying our value. That's, that's what we do as marketers, right? And um, mm -hmm. because of the lifetime value piece of that equation, like the program's worth like $1.2 billion kind of stuff, like crazy good. And so uh, that, that's, a, that's a use of the global data pool where instead of it just being first party open and click data, we will use sort of that data as inputs into our algorithm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that creates sort of an, and, and all of those data points, once they go in our data pool, become anonymized. It's not like we don't have these big looming security issues that, that I mean, I, I fill out security documents a lot. Uh, and, and we don't have these big plaguing issues because it, it all gets anonymized when it comes into our system. And so then at that point, it's like faceless names and it's just a key. And we say, let's send it to Ryan's key. And, mm -hmm. and so it matches it all up. And, and so we send it to you at 4 p.m. And magically the whole thing works. Right. Oh, that's amazing. So it sounds like you are certainly uh, doing good for businesses out there to get uh, more traction with their email and marketing campaigns. And for those who may have just joined us, we're talking with Paul Schreiner, co-founder of Audience Point. You can go to audiencepoint.com to find out more information about that. And it sounds like you're willing to work with small businesses, large businesses, anybody who has needs to dial in their emails right. uh, specifically. So we are, uh, we are still kind of focusing on the enterprise space, uh, which is kind of cool because at parties, you know, people are, oh, yeah, that brand. Yeah. Sure, you maybe have heard of them, but, and, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, uh, and, and that has everything to do with us still being a growing company when mm -hmm. we're trying to manage these big ones. So. Uh, the smaller uh, companies we love talking to, and a lot of times we can bring some value to them. 
but it's not the same value that we can bring at that enterprise space. Right. You need that bulk number. You you yeah. work in big volume right. of names and emails and such. And um, just for example, recently uh, a few weeks ago, I bought a uh, large appliance from a large major retailer out there. Yep. And almost within two hours, I was getting emailed and continuing to get emailed. And and then hey, you bought this. You may like right. this. Yes. And, uh, yes. Um, and about, after about a week of that, I got pretty tired of it. Yes. I thought it was a lot, too they, much, too soon. And and I don't mind getting the emails, but I don't need that many. I don't know yeah. why this big chain of stores thought it was, you know, appropriate to send me a dozen emails within the first four days, you know? Well, and so that's called email fatigue, right? And it's subscriber email fatigue, the idea that over emailing someone. And so yeah. that there's a lot of research being done around frequency. Mm -hmm. One of our partners uh, in the industry, Return Path, is doing a lot of uh, research around frequency. When you pair frequency with, we call it send time optimization, that's right. kind of the, the term that we use, you increase potency. So you don't have to email as often. You to just get, do it at the right time with the right, right message. You're more than likely to get the that's right exactly result. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so, exactly right. Right. It, it, very interesting how all this is coming together and continuing to evolve right. um, as email and uh, communication evolves. Um, is there any play with this on the social media well, sphere? Well, you know, that's interesting. We started with Facebook and uh, grew uh, sort of out of that and then back into it and out of it again. The thing is about Facebook is it's really kind of this interesting beast. You really need to dedicate like a whole team of resources to keep that one up and running. Because it's changing and always evolving. Absolutely. Right, right, right. right. Where, uh, and, you know, here's the thing. Uh, email is the highest ROI producing uh, channel in the industry by oh. far, hands down. Okay. People, I mean, I love Facebook. Yeah. I love Twitter. Right. And I love Snapchat. Right. right? Okay. You name it. Come okay. on. Okay. Instagram. Right. Yeah. But, but the deal is people don't, buy no, off of Facebook. You're, you're at, right. I mean, when was the last time you bought something from your Facebook feed? Uh, Ryan? No, never, now. Never, Tell me now. Never. Tell me right uh, now. Never. <laughs> right. Okay, so you've never bought anything. Actually, I would take that back. I bought a couple t-shirts. Oh, there you go. Some of my favorite. Uh, it says uh, Chewbacca lives. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I have uh, been prompted to buy something yes. from Facebook, not actually bought through Facebook. Right. right. So so it's, it's a fantastic listening channel, right? If as a brand, I want to know what's going on. I want to know what people are thinking about. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to target and drive sort of the next uh, iteration of my product. Facebook, Twitter, those are fantastic tools. They're great listening tools. Yes. And you want to influence people? Again, great. You want to post something up to LinkedIn, post something up to Snapchat, right? Mm -hmm. There, uh, Instagram, there's ways to use these as interesting promotional channels. Yes. But in terms of conversion, there's got to be trust. Yeah. And I, I, people don't have that trust the way they do with email for whatever reason. So email has become this really easy like a uh, turnkey uh, mm -hmm. application early and often uh what's the plan no it absolutely is to include social because the thing is it becomes really really interesting when these channels we call it omni-channel okay uh, there were air quotes yeah, i know I you saw, saw no one else radio did. quotes yes yeah. uh so we call it omni-channel right and so the idea here is uh ryan you uh, say you're a big um uh, Seattle Seahawks fan. Okay. You know, from the Northwest. Yep. Uh, Russell Wilson uh, sends a touchdown uh, mm -hmm. through the air. Sends? Sends? Throws. Sends. Yeah. <laughs> right sends an email, throws a touchdown. I may have just tipped my cards a little bit. <laughs> so Russell Wilson uh, sends, uh, sends <laughs> I did, did it again. again. Throws a touchdown, and you're so excited. So you uh, uh, you post to Twitter, touchdown Seahawks. Yeah. Hashtag loving it, right? Yeah, Whatever right, you say, right? Right. 12th man. And uh, the next thing you know, that triggers a uh, uh, email campaign that gets send time optimized so that your most optimal time, not interrupting you while you're watching the game because you're yeah. not going to see it then. No. But, but this like serendipitous, like, oh, 
He had a sweet uh, Russell Wilson jersey, yeah. saved 20%. That's the right? way to do it. And so it's this omnichannel world where the, the one influences another, where, where uh, I think social and email really uh, converge. Yeah. So if you want to follow uh, Audience Point on Twitter, uh, you can do so at Audience Point. And look for them on Facebook, too. Stay connected there. Uh, from what I've heard, and we've had some people in the studios before to talk about this, in the beginning, when email campaigns first started, uh, there was almost a 70 to 75% open rate right now today if a company can get like one percent of the people to open that email that's considered successful what has changed i mean why and, and then but your type of uh right um you know industry insight is more needed than ever today right so so email fatigue is a big piece of it right like i'm getting over email why and, and how do i get my message how do i get the signal separated from the noise mm-hmm. right and, and so yes open rates are going down and, and marketers are spending uh, dollars hand over fist to try and improve this. Like Audience Point, we're not we're not lost in where we kind of fit in the ecosystem. We are a tool. We're a really cool tool, right? Yeah. But we are a tool uh, merged together with some really incredible industry tools to make for a, a, a pretty advanced marketing experience. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, I think timing matters. Message matters. You know, you get like a, a third of a second to catch someone on email. Right. Uh, subject line and preheader. Uh, name of the sender. That's a crazy thing. Like there are people that test. It's called A/B testing, mm-hmm. test and learn methodologies. They will test different names from the of sender. Yes. So so they'll they'll go. Well, let's try Olivia. Do I get a higher open rate with Olivia over Frank? Yeah, maybe or, so. It or info. On, it depends on who it's going to and what's going on. And um, yeah, absolutely can it can dial that down to you know the, what's best for um, yes. your specific emails. That stuff matters. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Well, uh, Paul, you certainly are full of energy and you're solving a problem out there and bridging the gap uh, between technology and customers and retailers right. and whatever. Uh, but why Chattanooga? Okay, so, and I, I shared in our pre, pre-interview interview. Uh, yeah, before we went on, on air, right? You know, I think the answer to that question is like, why not Chattanooga, okay. right? So, so uh, you know, I was in the Northwest and my business partner was here and as we were trying to figure out where to headquarter, I mean, Chattanooga offers so uh, much in terms of uh, outdoor options, yes. running, biking. But so does Seattle. So uh, with those comparing the two. Have you been to I, Seattle? I have spent some time in both areas. <laughs> Seattle's amazing. Yes. But there's it's something about like constant rain while you're riding your bike that, that changes, true. The, it changes that equation yeah, a little bit. Not seeing the sun for a week. Right. You know? I can tell you, like I lived in Muckle Teal uh, before we moved over to Port Towns to do Young Life, and I was commuting to Microsoft every day, okay? Mm-hmm. It was an hour and a half commute each way. That was three hours in the car Man. lost. Right. Three hours. Do you know what my commute is here? What? 20 minutes. That's 10 great. minutes each way. So that's a huge advantage. Oh, yeah. Yes. Chattanooga being a smaller city, but yet still so modernized yeah. and, and still not as populated. I often say, you know, I'm from Atlanta, that Chattanooga is the town Atlanta once was. Yeah. And yeah, Atlanta yeah, grew agree. and blew up, and now we've got a huge airport, and everybody from all over the world coming to Atlanta. But Chattanooga's still that little hidden gem. Yeah, yeah really I tell is. people I'm doing business here, and they'll go, really? Tell me about it. Yeah. What's going on at Chattanooga? Right. So go visit. Go check it out. You'll love it. So there's there's technical resources here from the, the, the perspective. So those are kind of work-life balance yes. issues, right? The ones I talked about initially. these days. Yeah, absolutely. But in terms of growing a business, right, those, those kind of things, how does that work? Well, we have a fantastic airport where you can show up like 20 minutes before and catch a flight. That doesn't happen anywhere else in the world, <laughs> no, right? Right. Um, uh, resources. If I need a technical resource, that is available. There's an incredible technical community here, Chadev. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I, that I'm a part of. And I can just kind of show up and, and, hey, I've got questions asked and answered. And there's a resource pool there that when we need to do a hire, 
it's pretty easy to find the right resource. That's a huge issue in technology. The right resource can change the whole game. Right. Uh, but also like a municipality that supports this, the innovation district that's coming down. Like at, at Chadeb, they, uh, the, the mayor's office sent someone down and, and, and I won't say wind and dined us, but talked to us honestly to say, hey, here's, here's what we're doing and we want your buy-in and your yeah. feedback. It wasn't just a one-sided way where they're pushing it down on us. It was like, we are running towards the same goal together. Let's work together. We're all building businesses here. We all want to see them successful. And when you have that, like, you know, uh, what I can do on my own is good, but what I can do together with a group of people is great running towards it. the same goal. Right. Wow. So uh, you heard it here, folks. Chattanooga is the place to be if you're looking to launch a business or take your business to the next level. Uh, everybody here is connected and pulling together uh, to see each other succeed. So uh, Paul Schreiner, co-founder of Audience Point, tell our listeners how they can find out more information about you and your services, please. Right, right. So Audience Point, uh, the easiest way would be just info at audiencepoint.com. We set that alias up so I don't have to spell my last name. <laughs> Uh, you're welcome. To, you could also use just Paul at okay. audiencepoint.com. Right. Uh, but um, and then the uh, Twitter symbol is at sign uh, yeah. audience points. Audience points. So uh, make sure you connect with them out there and see if they are the right fit for you and your business to help you uh, take your business to where it needs to be and help them grow. So thank you so much, Paul, for taking Absolutely. your time today. Uh, if we can help you further your mission with Audience Point here on Business Radio X, please let us know. It's a deal. And we'd be happy to do so. All right. So if your company is out there doing something interesting to genuinely serve your market, your community, and your profession, reach out to us directly on the contact page at businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor. And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X network, I'm Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio.